This is episode 21, part B of The Third Power, uh, talking about Innistrad. And uh, Anthony isn't on, isn't here with us, but again, we got guest host Adam Stavorsky to talk commons in Common Cube. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. So, uh, did, like, when we were recording the other episode, it was like two and a half hours. <laughs> it was way too long. <laughs> so, so I figure if we're going to do a crack-a-pack, we'll just do it at the end. Otherwise, it'll just, I don't want to take, like, way too long. It might be like a mess or something, but... Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting commons. I mean, there's a lot of really interesting cards in the set. But I just figure, you know, let's just, you know, jump right in and talk about all the crazy Innistrad cards and commons and whatnot. Yeah. I, uh, I don't have infinite time, so I am more than good for moving along. Alrighty, excellent. Uh, first card, man, I don't even know how to pronounce this card. Avakian pri- Avaknian Priest? Avacinian Priest. Oh, Avacinian, yeah. Yeah, there we go. And I guess Avacin is the, the church or whatever, or the region with the awesome logo. Avacin's the, the angel. They worship her. Ah. Okay. The more you know. So yeah, I wish there was like an audio equivalent of like the, you know, the fry. Not sure if trolling or just stupid. <laughs> there you go. No, this uh, it's it's a two mana tapper. Uh, you can look it up. It's a it's a one two, four two one on the white. And it taps a non human creature for a colorless mana and tapping. Um, and you know there's uh there's this other review out there that seems to like this one more. Um, but I, I definitely don't like this one. I am, I'm, I haven't been a big fan of two-mana tappers in a while. Um, and then it's a conditional tapper on top of being a two-mana tapper. Like, the colorless mana is fairly negligible. Like, you're not going to grab this card just because you're splashing white all of a sudden. You know, it's not like a Doomblade where you'll force it to and you know it'll kill something. It's, uh, it takes a lot more work and it's a lot slower at doing its job. So that's kind of why I would... Uh, I would let this one pass. Yeah, I, I I'm not really a fan of the two mana tappers. I'm, I don't yeah, just don't really like it. Do you think it's better or worse than Squall, uh, Squall Drifter? Uh, I, worse, hundred percent. Like, no contest. Add bone sweater or uh, add a armadillo club to the equation. Yeah. No con, no contest. I mean, like, if I'm going to pay for two mana tapper, like I still have I still have uh. Squall Drifter in my cube. Like, if I'm paying for a two-mana tapper um, and have slime, that, that feels good. Like, if I, you know, if I if I get to open turn one Bone Splitter, you know, I don't feel bad casting it on turn two and my opponent doesn't have a dude. You know, or I force my opponent to play a dude and I can make some decisions at that point whether I want to hold back and tap and play, you know, another two drop or something like that, you know, assuming you're my land drops. But, yeah, I can be flying over a one-two conditional any day. Yeah. Amen. All right, next card. Oh, speaking of amen, Bonds of Faith. You know, the, whatever, the new pacifism. That's like, uh, you know, if it's a human, it instead gets a plus two, plus two. Otherwise, it's a pacifism. Yeah, pacifisms are good. So I like yeah. this card. <laughs> I mean, it's not 100% um, pacifism, obviously. I mean, there, there are quite a few humans in magic. Thank you, Mirrodin. Um, 
Dragon Block brought us everything from Affinity to Humans to Magic. It's uh, it's like the Kryptonite to flavor. The, um, <laughs> but I uh, over on my Popper Cube log, the poppercube.wordpress.com, I um, I did a little uh, a little numbers game on my cube and found that Bonds of Faith removes more creatures than Terror. What? So, yep. Wow. Because I've got because because black has an entire section of creatures, and I've beefed up the artifact presence um, to ensure things like there are there are more answers to things like um, Guardian of the Guild Pact as well as allowing blue decks and otherwise slower decks to potentially have things that help it curve out um, and fight the aggro decks with the least trading, um, which is you know what you need to do if you're a slower deck. Um, Terror gets about 75% of the dudes. Uh, Bonds of Faith will get about 85%. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Context is important. Wow. That is. And it's, more, and it's another aura for my favorite five-mana white common creature ever. Totem Guide Heart of Beasts. That it is. <laughs> um, speaking, of, speaking of humans, I kind of want to jump ahead um, over the next card that's listed in our little cheat sheet we soon I put together. Um, I just want to touch on Elder Cathar. Um, Elder Cathar is basically a gray ogre that when it dies, you get to put a plus one, plus one counter on another creature, or two plus one, plus one counters if it's human. Um, white definitely gets a lot of human creatures, um, you know, I don't think I don't think it would be a stretch at all to play um, to kind of wedge a human tribal theme into your cube. Like you probably wouldn't even need to really try because like Fenelish Knight and like just like a bunch of good quality white dudes are already humans. Um, in that context, Elder Kephar starts to look a little bit better um, for you know just that tribal instance, but. Um, I'm not a fan of uh, gray ogres with modest bonuses that don't have evasion. And I don't think you should either. No. <laughs> and and it's, it's, its ability is cute and all, but no. No. Not feeling it. Uh, next card, Feeling of Dread. You know, we're just, like, doing all these according to color, but... You know, the card I skipped over. Yeah, that card's getting skipped. Uh, Fair I mean, do you want to talk about that card or just skip it? Uh, it's a do nothing, do nothing, very so no. Yeah, Fine. feeling a feeling of dread. Uh, essentially, kind of a mini blinding beam. It's like costs what one and a white to tap two creatures and then flashback is one and a blue. Yep. Yeah. I mean, basically, it costs the same amount um, for blinding beam. Just you have to pay a blue in there over two turns. Yeah, it's just kind of like. An interesting mix, like, Blinding Beam and, like, Choking Tethers, stuff like that. I, yeah, like, it's a really nice tempo. Two mana is cheap. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's in exactly the right spot. Yeah. It's, and also, it seems like White-Blue is pretty good at the whole tempo thing in commons, I think. Pretty efficient dudes, and then, like, Mana War and Aether Adept and, like, the 3-1 Flyers that can't block non-flyers or whatever. So it's a, you know, it's a nice it's a nice addition to that archetype. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing like a like a blue core uh, with like white for like life gain and like uh, blink value, stuff like that, um, removal, um, it definitely works in that deal. Um, but if you're also playing like, say, blue-white with a white core and you've got like the aggressive flying tempo deck where like you start to 
like you counter their removal and you just keep flying in the air. Um, this feels like exactly the kind of spell that lets you bust through. You know, like, oh, they dropped a bunch of defenders or they've got like a bunch of annoying things. Like, you can still just tap them all down for one turn, you know, four mana, tap those two dudes, slash back, tap those other two dudes, and just go to town. Yeah. Your phone should be feeling dread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Next card, uh, Rebuke. Uh, two and a white instant. Exile target attacking creature. I think this is the first one we disagree on, because I, I don't know, I don't like it. Well, I don't know the names of the cards, but this is a Portal 2 and Portal 3 Kingdoms card already. So this is just a clean, modern printing of the card. That doesn't have to weird play this only after you've been attacked for free player attackers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Blockers. Um, yeah, that whole wording was so weird. It was like, huh? And, I mean, Rebuke is basically finally, you know, as reasonably close to a wall as we're going to get in Magic. Yeah. Like, it doesn't exile it, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, Rebuke is destroy. It's not exile. Well, that's what I mean. It's not, it's it's just destroy. It isn't exile, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, I mean, it's, it's a minor difference, but it's it's not as big as... Probably some people would, you know. Let's, let's not put on our worst case scenario hats here. Yeah, there. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, if, if you want, um, you know, if if you've been looking at a wall and you're like, well, I sure hate uncards, but you're right, Adam. This is a card that's actually a printable card. Well, they finally basically printed that card, so play it. Yeah. It's kind of what, like remember when they were saying like Morrow gave those cryptic hints and was like. Uh, we made a card that was based on a silver-bordered card, and I kind of figured when I saw this it was that, but it was the uh, the enchantments that's essentially Meddling Mage. And I was like, huh? What? That doesn't make sense. Right, really because it, be, because there were the, this card that was already... In, like, Rebuke is a, is a fixed version of those portal cards. It's not a take on a wall. Yeah, that's true. But, like, um, what's nice about Rebuke is, like, unlike the, the portal version, which are obviously portal-capped, um, is probably not the right terminology for that, but um, it, they, they're kind of broken in the sense they don't work like a magic card should. So, like, you know, what what can happen is, like, you don't want to play your removal until the last possible second. So if you know that you can't block the creature, but you have a removal spell, you want to hold out to see if they're going to play a pump. So after blockers are declared then they have a chance to cast their pump spell. If they don't, if they, whether they do or they don't, that's the point when, it, when the priority goes back to you that you will rebuke terror or whatever, you, whatever you're going to do. So this is the card that actually works the way you want it to work for magic. Um, so if, if you didn't put those portal versions in, this is probably the one to actually consider and find a place. And it's nice because Wayne has a bunch of enchanted base removal and I like I like being able to do stuff against the speed too, you know. And I think like when you've got bonds of faith and passes and a bunch of two mana lockdown spells, and then they have to compare that to three mana kill spells, you know, I feel like that's a good, um, you know, it's 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 a good line. Like, do you want, you know, you you don't necessarily want all of one type versus the other for removal. So, getting a mix in and having a mix available, I think, is important. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but that's that's true. I just, like, for three mana, I just want more, I guess. Like, a lot of the two mana cards just lock stuff down pretty well. Like, uh, you know, 
pacifism journey, uh, bonds of faith, uh, temporal isolation, stuff like that. It's just, for me, three mana just feels like a lot. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I, it feels like a lot. I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's something to consider. I probably like it maybe a little bit too much, but I've also still have a wall in my queue, so. Are you going to make the change, or are you just going to be like, whatever? Uh, no, because AWOL is, <clears throat> uh, uh, what's the term that we want to use in this case? Uh, it's, it's always better, uh, <laughs> I forget what that's called. Can you help me here? I don't know. If I have to get my shot glass or something. <laughs> <laughs> something better. Strictly better. There you go. Actually, that's not true because AWOL does some weird stuff, but I, you know, I, I would rather exile a dude than bury it. Yeah. Or it's not even bury in this case. I'm sorry, bury is old school, destroy, can't regenerate. This is just straight up, like, bash. Yeah, just blowout. destroy. Like, like this does not get rid of trolls. So do not rebuke your commoners. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on, I just want to touch on Sylvan Chase Fox for a second. Um... I'm a huge fan of the Ronan Unicorn, Kami of Ancient Law, uh, Hard Kami. Like, it's a it's a reasonable, reasonably costed dues that has uh, a side an effect that you want to usually sideboard in against decks. Um, so like Silver Chase Fox, you know, if if you've got like an aura theme going through like your cube, like I do, this is a nice little guy maybe to consider if um you know you're looking for a slot where like well I just need I just need a two drop in here. But you can add, you know, something like this to help get rid of those things. Uh, I would run the, the Unicorn and um, uh, Common of Ancient Law over Silver Tree Socks. But if you have a larger cube, you know, like 450 cards, there may be room for kind of value spell on a reasonable dude. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm not, like, huge on this guy. I just, just I don't know if I would need another one of those, like the Kami of Ancient Law and Random Unicorn, like it's... Like, the exile on that isn't super relevant, because they're, the only real recursion, for the most part, is through recurring creatures, and then just recurring a champ, it's like, oh, okay, uh, yep. But it's just, exiling is gravy, but, I don't know, like, there's, you know, but there's still some value, I just... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even looking at the exile part, I was just looking at it's basically enchantment removal on a yeah. body that you don't, like, regret casting. I don't know. I just, I just don't know if like, a lot of cubes want to want. Like, if their if a cube is big enough and they need a third, uh, you know, Kami of uh, you know, Koala or uh, Unicorn, then sure. But I just, I just don't know if a lot of cubes are at that threshold, so to speak. That's like, good. Cubes, at least. Yeah. Okay. Uh, spare from evil. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, gee. <laughs> Like, one of the white creatures you control game pro non-human creatures. It's interesting. You know, it's, it's like a... It's a nice way of evasion. Like, nice, uh, you know, like a, a falter effect kind of thing. Which is yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I had it on my radar. I thought it'd be, you know, maybe it would be okay. I have to see how it goes and, like, calculate the humans. And then, like, I got hung up on Bonds of Faith and actually did the calculation... So like when you realize, well, you've got you've got a deck, and 
it makes your creatures unblockable against 85% of the, your cube. You know, it feels pretty good. And then, like, on the defense, like, you know, like, imagine that kind of blowout. Like, oh, you're attacking me with all of these monsters. Okay, well, spirit from evil, I'm just going to, like, block, blow you out. Mm-hmm. Two mana. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, it's, it's not just a falter effect, which which I like. Like, I like really good falter effects already. Um, but this goes a step further, and you get that white protection blowout use. Um, and that's something white's been missing, I, I feel, in, in the cube. Like, there isn't, like, um, the equivalent of... Um, what is it? It's not Blessed Breath. That's the, that's like a single target. It's um, the the one that was in like Zendikar block where like all white creatures you control gain protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. You know what I'm talking about? I think I'm not sure, but probably. I don't know if it's yeah. It might be Rise. I don't know. Yeah, it's in that. Blo- that's what I mean. It's in that block somewhere. But oh, like okay. you know, for like a leaning deck, like oh man, you know, give all my dudes protection from red. Nice. Nice volcanic fallout. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nice, nice pyroclasm. My dudes have protection from red. Now what? Yeah. Can't kill him this turn. Not happening. Um, you know, so so I, I feel like that, you know, like if you want to run like the weenie deck or like, you know, a deck that that wants that type of blowout in there, um, you know, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. We think of uh, the Robin Sentry. Or it becomes Throbin Militia. Yeah, I mean, like... Co- like, 2-2 two, two Vigilance is decent, but, like, the 5-4 trampling, man, what... Man. Well, let's, let's put a little context on this. 2-2 two, two Vigilance is fine when you're paying double white for it, which there's some card in, in your game masks that's that card. So 2-2 two, two Vigilance Stead, Rebel, I think. St- steadfast Guard or something? Yeah, yeah, like, that's, that's, that's reasonable. Okay, you get a 2-drop that's got... It's got a defensive ability, so it's okay for a slower deck. The double white's kind of awkward, but, you know, it's cute. You live with it. Um, for four mana, it stinks. Like, I do not want to be casting this on turn four. Yeah. Um, what's really awkward is that the morbid tri- triggers don't always um, line up. Like, for example, the, the myth, one of the mythics that I previewed, um, Reaper of the Abyss, it's at end, the morbid is at end of turn if a creature died. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to triple check before I finish my statement. I realized I need to make 100% sure I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So the, the, the Throbbing Sentry, and this is the only one with this, with this, um, with this trigger, but I mean, effectively, it's a morbid trigger. It's that, you know, whenever another creature you control dies, you may transform it. So you have to have it in play before the creature dies. Um, oh, what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So Aww. that's. Like, I love the 5-4 Trampler. I want to try this guy just to see if he'll, if he'll work. But I really wish it was one of those things where you could make an attack, your opponent makes the trade that he's supposed to, and then it's just like, whoops, I randomly punish you with a 2-2, and, you know, at the beginning of your next upkeep, it's now 5-4 Trample. Now yeah. what? <laughs> you know, it does make um, tre- creature trading really awkward for your opponent. Like, say you play you play this... And you have, like, a two-drop and a three-drop, and it's like, okay, attack my two dudes. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you're on the I'm going to be, I need to kill you as fast as possible plan, I mean, this is, like, the punish mechanic fixed. Because now it's like, now your opponent's not blocking your dudes, which you're already good. And they're going to want to waste a removal spell on this guy first, in case you have a spell that protects him. 
So you're getting, like, this very subtle flag bearer effect combined with, you know, now blocking is really awkward for me combined with I'm going to need to block at some point soon. So, I mean, like, that's what it means. Like, I feel like there's a, there's a confluence of circumstances that are pretty common. You know, this isn't, like, unusual, you know, where you've got an aggressive white deck, you know. It's not it's not normal if you popper, you know, you're white, you're attacking. So I feel like I feel like this is the right kind of card to to try out. You know, it's just gonna come down to a question of it's a one of, obviously. So so how often is this gonna be in play when it's still relevant to be in play? Yeah. I don't know, like a five four I think is a pretty relevant body no matter what in the game. The two two it's just get, it, it's getting to that five four. That's that's the part that I'm just I I, I need to, I need to see it. You know, I I just can't figure it out in my head. A lot of these flip cards are really weird like that, where it's like, uh, how often, like the red-green werewolves, it's like, uh, I don't know when this is going to flip. I have no idea. Well, the, were- the, the werewolves, I like, you have a lot more control over. You just draw, go. Yeah, draw, go. Draw, go, they flip. Like, are you casting spell on my turn? Nope. <laughs> if not. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's awkward, because, like, you could have something you wanted to cast had you known they would cast something during your end step, but you're also playing werewolves, so that's, that's a different ballgame. We'll talk about it when we get to, like, red or something. Okay, um, there, there is a card that, that I'm I'm super pumped about, um, Village Bell Ringer. So, yeah, two, two and a white for a 1-4 flash, which is probably okay on its own. Let's Let's be honest here. But then when it comes into play, untap all creatures you control. It's like, uh <laughs> Yeah, it's a really nice trick. Like, all right, so so this this is this is okay. We're gonna attack you. Oh sweet, I'm gonna get to attack with my dudes. Ah, uh, not so fast there. <laughs> your dudes are attacking. Well, my dudes are now untapped. Yeah, I'm gonna my first strikers are gonna gang up on your on your big mean trample dude. Yeah, and it's it like. It's also really nice to make, like, ground pounders, you know, to make, you know, just to attack with them more often. Like, you you should be attacking your ground pounders anyway, but it's also really just nice with this guy to just flash, untap. Like, if they think the way is clear, it's like, oh, he attacked with his 4-4, I'll attack with my dude, and it's like, oh, nope, sorry, <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting eaten up by a 4-4. I have, I have a secret dream to hose a red player. This is the circumstance I want to force happen, because I know I'll be able to do it. Giant Tortoise. It's a 1-1 one, one, when it attacks. It, you know, it's a 1-1 one, one that has plus 0, plus 3 when it's untapped. So when you attack, it gets it becomes a 1-1. One, one. So you attack the red player, whose dudes tap because they attack you, and you ping for 1. Red player gets all excited, tries to tries to bolt it, and then you build Bellringer in response. <laughs> like, whoop! Carrier removal, made another blocker, your life sucks. <laughs> Obviously, that's a little that's a little ridiculous, but, um, you know, the, just, just, I mean, uh, you know, just like a three-mana three flash untap just feels so good. Like, I tried out um, Stone uh, Stonehorn Dignitary, and, you know, some people were like, well, that's that's not as good as Turo's Faithful. And I'm like, well, I've never had Turo's Faithful give me ten life in a turn, which I've had Stone Stonehorn Dignitary do, so... Let's not let's not get too wild here. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> ye of the strictly better and worse plan. Um, you know, the village bell ringers, the same stats, cheaper, 
and feels much more relevant in a, a combo, um, or not a combo, in a combat-focused cube. So I think this is a pretty clear um, swap for the for the dignitary, and I think that Delrin will serve much the same purpose, but do it, you know, in a very different way. Yeah. There's also nice little pingers and whatnot and other tap effects, which is ni- which is a nice little side effect, too. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's a vitalize. Like, it's like vitalize. It's weird, but... Like, yeah, double tap your dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to move on to blue? Yeah, let's, let's move on to blue. Sweet. <laughs> uh, claustrophobia. Uh, essentially, was it three mana? Tap a dude down, keep it tapped. Oh, enchantment or whatever. Yeah, I'll read it here. It's, when it enters the battlefield, tap the creature. Chant the creature doesn't untap. Uh, for one double blue. So it's basically blue removal. Yeah. With blue beans. Fine. I can't complain too much. Kind of annoying with double blue. Yeah. But there there are times like, you know, either depth, it's okay, but this probably does it better. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think it's worse than, like, say, narcolepsy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not not narcolepsy. Yeah. But, yeah, same thing. But it does, well... It's not, though. That's the, you know, this is why I stay away from the strictly better worst. I like claustrophobia because it gets rid of one of the most annoying things for blue decks to face, which is the, the white tempo deck with tappers. Because claustrophobia is actually an answer, a permanent answer in blue for a tapper. Ah, nice. That's true. Like, it seems so minor, but, like, when you're already running less dudes, a tapper gets that much better against you because there's less... There's less pressure to. Uh, on, you're already applying less, less, less immediate pressure, and now they're taking some of that away. You know, it just pushes you a little further away from being able to hit. So, you know, um, you know, dropping this, dropping this, the turn before your Aaron Ephemeron becomes uh, comes out of suspense seems pretty solid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and another aura. Another offensive aura, which I'm a fan of. The, the, the on, yeah, the ongoing theme of how, just how absurd can we make Totem Dive Heart of Beast? Yeah. We're on, we're, we're on to your game, wizards. That's the learning one. Antelopes for life. You're all tatted up. We know. <laughs> well, um, scarecrow tribal. Scarecrow. Well, let's not, let's not get crazy here. Um, the, the next card um, is one that, I am really excited to see. I think this is going to make um, help make a, a big difference for Blue. Um, Delver of Secrets. It's um, a 1-1 one, one for 1 Blue. Uh, the beginning of your keep, you can look at the top card. You can reveal it. If it's an instant sorcery card that you reveal, you transform this guy. And it transforms into a 3-2 flying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, every, every other color has 1-drops that let them begin to attack. Blue would be the only one with a 1-drop that could become a reasonably sized dude and has the evasion to actually make a difference before defenses get set. You know? Like, this is this is a blue one-drop. Like, there's Phantasmal there, which is great, because he trades with all the other all the other one-drops, where they blow an early removal spell. Either way, you're winning. Um, but Delver Secrets is definitely one of those where it's like, you know, sweet. Like, they won't know if it's, if it's transforming until it's already too late. Like, um, you know, and the fact that it becomes a three-power flyer. Like, I don't, I don't know any blue opening. Like, I can't envision a stronger blue opening than turn one Delver of Secrets 
turn two upkeep brainstorm. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bash your three. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Play, <laughs> you know, play another land, turn three, you know, there's your calcite snapper or whatever, but like, you know, at that point you you're ahead on the race. Like even if they even if they had a one drop, they're only gonna hit you for two. And I think I think like I would I'm not too big on this guy for regular cubes, but I think the three two body in a common the three two flying body in a commons cube is pretty solid. You know, even if it doesn't transform until like say play, play turn one, it doesn't transform till turn I don't know, like, five or something? That's still fine for the format. And, I mean, the thing is, is it's one of those, um, you know, it's it's really not nice to draw later in the game. Like, most Transformers, like, the werewolf Transformers get better, but that's you know, something different. But, like, you know, if you're building, like, a blue-white aggressive deck, like, here's a one-drop here's a one drop that fits in that deck. So, you know, it gives you something on the first turn that could actually be a relevant attacker in the in the next few turns. Yeah, it's like, will it be, you know, just like, check. And the odds are, I don't know, it depends on the deck itself, but it be like a third, a third of the chunk, maybe. It sounds maybe about right. And here's here's something that'll blow your mind. Actually, it won't blow anything. Um, maybe it won't chunks, I'm not sure. But if you've got the, um, like, Evolving Wilds, like, now there's another card other than Brainstorm that lets you check the check the top card of your library before you decide to crack it. Oh, wow. Like, wow. It, it, it's so minor. But you look at the top and you're like, oh, God, another land? Like, I need something else other than this. Like, you, you have to take a tenth of it because you're obviously cracking it during your upkeep. But it's just one of those little minor things where, like, you get this guy, you get Brainstorm, you get instant speed removal, you, you grab, like, one or two of those, and suddenly, like, you get that on the first turn, and, like, your opening is so strong, your opponent probably doesn't even see it coming. Huh. Yeah, just, you know, it's, it's little things that, that add up. So, that's all. It's I like just, it. Yeah, like, it's, you know, again, minor, best-case scenario kind of situation, but, you know, it's a, it's a whole lot better than do nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why don't you handle the uh, the next card? Uh, was that Forbidden Alchemy? Yeah, what you terrorists should do. Oh no! <laughs> like, do that. No enriching uranium. <laughs> is that what it is in like that little vase? It's like it's all green, whatever. <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah. Instant two in a blue. Look at the top four of your library. Put one in your hand. Rest in the graveyard and flashback for six in a black. But, like this is another card I just thought was way too expensive for regular cube, but for commons, yeah, I like it. I I want to see I want to see impulse variants like they try preordain and it's like oh a card that lets you see four cards over over two turns is pretty good so I'm not not holding my breath for impulse variants but this probably started as one yeah and it's also really nice with like the grave diggers in black which is pretty solid like if you're running it in black like a blue black deck like the grave diggers and uh, like all of the cards that reanimate or just deal with creatures in the grave, like disturb burial and whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, it's also fine in like blue white because it's like you know it gives you something to do with the uh, you know with um oh, the false defeat and false uh, defeats and life. Yeah, it's like I mean like like again, it's not it's not overly powerful, but just that level of filtering that you can do like like okay, I need a removal spell. 
end of your turn, forbidden alchemy, find that removal spell, cast it, untap, and get the, you know, try to get back ahead on the fourth state. You know, like, just being able to do that, like, that's what makes impulse, you know, part of what makes impulse so great. It's like, you get to see those four cards, get the one that you need most, you know, and you're not getting a lot of library, you know, manipulation per se. It's not like Brainstorm, where, like, you play these games of, you know, let me get crap that I don't want to shuffle it away and see if I can get other, you know, do the do the exchange. It's, you know, literally you're just trying to get one card, you know. Um, I wish Preordain was an instant, and Forbidden Knocking feels pretty darn close. Yeah. I'm a fan. That, yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure, I, I'm not sure what I'm going to take on my blue-black for it, but it'll probably be good. Mystical teachings. Yeah, pr- yeah probably. <laughs> I was actually thinking that. I'm like, yeah, that, that looks not right. That's the card that I've seen bandied about, but I don't have that luxury, so I don't think I'm running mystical teachings these days. No, I, I think you took it out some some while ago, I think. Yeah, I figured out it did nothing like months ago, and now everybody's on me. It, did, it does nothing. Yeah, I can. The mystical teachings, it does nothing. Like, yeah. oh, what? It, 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 like, helped, like, win, like, Grand Prix and Pro Tours, but my commons cube, it does nothing. <laughs> The goggles either. The goggles, the goggles, and the mystical teachings. Is he wearing? Isn't the guy in mystical teachings wearing goggles? Probably. Let's it see. wouldn't surprise me. Looks like it, or at least his eyes are really weird and blue. I don't know. The guy in <laughs> forbidden alchemy. Oh, he's wearing a monocle. That's close enough. The next card. Uh, next level goggles. Next level goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Makeshift Mauler. Uh, Green and blue for a 4-5. It's an ex- additional cost to play it. Exile a creature from your grave. Yeah. It seems super. Like, you want to you wanna keep up on the curve? Like, I don't know of any latter way to shout, trade your dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're playing blue, stay alive, play a dude, and then block with it. Or, like, now it's like, oh, they killed your dude? Well, how sad. Now you're going to turn 4-4-5. Four, four, yeah. Nice, nice little giant, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and the body is like a four or five. It survives so much in this format. Like four four kind of feels like a magic toughness in, in commons. And having a five having a butt of five is just huge. Yeah, I mean like yeah, it's it's not rapper's delight, but we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's gonna be really hard to beat Halmar Wave Watch. Like Halmar Wave Watch is just like the ultimate, like you know. The ultimate, like, no sign, the stop sign, like the crossing guards or whatever. Yeah. Polymar Wave Watch is a stopping guard. <laughs> a crossing guard. Uh, some of those rap stars' girlfriends. That's what I need yeah. Eric to do. I need Eric to paint some mix a lot into the background. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, his hat. He knows what's up. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, Mix a lot wear, like, a hat or something. I, it was it was like early, it's early nineties rap. It, like everybody wore uh, what was actually like post eighties, just post eighties attire. Everybody wore just like ridiculously awesome stuff. Yeah. It was like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear oversized slip pants and chain. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> awesome. Ab- absolutely nothing. Oh, <laughs> those millions of dollars. I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of these uh, stitched creatures, um, the other one at common in blue is stitched Drake, which is um, 
one and two blue for three four flying that requires you to exile a creature when it comes into play. And um, this is very similar to Wormfang Drake. Um, you, know, you get a three four flying body for three mana. It's a little, a little more difficult to cast, but I think you're still fine playing this on like turn five or six. Like it's still extremely relevant. Um, it's got the magic four toughness, which puts it out of like burn, most burn range. Um, but the fact that it's three four flying, it's just like you know, you just stone cold eat evasion decks. It's like nice, nice two two flyers. Yeah. <laughs> or even like with the three uh, power blue guys, like the you know the. The three mana ones, like the, uh, what's that, the uh, Rishadon Airship, Cloud Spirit, yeah, the, the three new one, Skywinder. Yeah, the can only block flyers, the, the three three, like Spire, Spire Monitor, and like the other guys that are three threes that come into play and give you something. Um, Chasm Drake, like, oh man, I want to draft blue green so bad in my cube, just with, like, I'm pretty sure if I see Chasm Drake, I'm just going to first pick it, first blue green, and then like, have like, flying rhinos attack you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like stitching Stitch Drake better or makeshift Muller? It's really tough. Makeshift Muller fills a really nice slot for blue. It gives it a nice big ground pounder, which is something blue is struggling with. Um, and it's also really good on the defense. Um, I think blue has plenty of evasion. Like, Stitch Drake doesn't feel like it's as needed. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it's, it's safer. Like, I may end up replacing... Warframe Drake with this because it's safer. Like you, 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 you're treating a shields down moment. You're treating shields down and mana efficiency for inevitability. Like your creatures are going to die. The other one, you have to have a creature in play, and they don't, and they have to not have removal to respond with. You know, it's, you know, you know, again, it's it's, it's splitting hairs. You know, I I like the, you know, I feel like. Blue doesn't need the Drake as much as it needs the Mauler. As, pain, as painful as that says. Yeah. I do love them both, though. Yeah. No, it's it's not, not easy. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Think Twice for a second. Yeah. Reprint, okay. but still still solid. Yeah, I mean, like, I yeah, I currently don't have Think Twice in my queue um, because I've really needed to... Like, Think Twice is... Like, it's a divination that costs more over more turns. And, you know, sometimes that's okay. Like, it's, you know, it's nice because you have something to do with your mana at the end of turn, so it's sitting around doing nothing. Um, you know, I've really needed to have creatures in blue and, like, have it, you know, have things to fight with and, and block with. Um, but uh, if you've missed out on your chance for a foil thing twice, I think they go for, like, stupid, like, space dollars in terms of upper cube, like, Definitely, definitely pick it up, and if you, you know, if you haven't tried it yet, you know, yeah, think about it again, <laughs> and then flash it back. But, uh, <laughs> if you've already, you, to think about it again, you have to have already thought about it. I made yeah. the flashback joke this month. <laughs> what if you play a second copy? If you play a second copy in your cube, I'm slapping you. Then <laughs> you so be cheated. Like, <laughs> Like if they're sneaking in a card, why are they sneaking in a thing twice? <laughs> Actually, that that sounds like a fantastic idea. The redundancy cube. You can only you can play any any number of copies of a card so long as the the art is unique, and there are at least two different pieces of artwork for a card. Huh. So basically, anything that's ever been reprinted, 
or trade it as a promo. What if it was originally like an... A squadron hawks in, but only two copies. What if it was originally, say, an uncommon, and then got printed as a common? That counts as two printings. Like, I want a foil Zendikar Blazing Torch, not an Innistrad Blazing Torch. But we'll get to that. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, run, I run the M10, the, M, the, uh, the Magic 2010 Common Threaten. Oh, Active Treason or whatever? Active Treason. Wow. I'm a little tired tonight. No, yeah, active, yeah, Active Treason. Yeah, I, uh, I run the, the M10 version, which is an uncommon before it was repaired as a common in M11. For some reason, it feels so weird for it to be an uncommon. I'm just so used to it being common now. <laughs> like, wow, that was an uncommon? But, yeah. <laughs> that works. <laughs> but yeah, that um, pretty much wraps up for blue. Got some really interesting creatures, which is weird. Innistrad's awesome. Yeah, Innistrad is nuts. It's, it's got some dead weight, which is the next card. <laughs> uh, essentially, an aura version of Disfigure. Enchantment Aura, Enchanted Creature gets minus two, minus two. I like it. I like it. Can you say anything else on why you like it? It's cheap. Removal. Can be fetched by the, by the Heart of Beast. All right. Let's... You, know, you, stole, you stole a tiny fraction of my thunder. So, like, no. let me ask you a question. If this figure was a sorcery, would you still play it? Yeah. This is, this is a sorcery disfigure that sticks around. Yeah. Like... You can now do it on, like, big dudes. Like that annoying 4-4 flying your Ephemeron. If you yeah. know it's 2-2. Much more reasonable to deal with. That's true. Yeah. And then, of course, it can be fetched by Heart of Beast, so black-white got better. Yay. <laughs> um, the next card breaks the rules of design. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> or development. Or they're not sure if it's designer development that's responsible for the rule. But it yeah. was a rule when the Great Designer Search 2 was around. Uh, Markov Petrician. It's a uh, tuna black for a 3-1 lifeline. Basically, super child of night. Well, not super because that would be instructable, but, you know. Yeah, split him off. You know, he got, tired of, he got tired of dying right away, beefed himself up, and, you know, did it, like, the bad way, like, yeah, it's like uh, his arms are all buff and like his torso is huge, but he's still got like those skinny little legs, and he just like falls over like a shrimp. He's kind of like uh, what's that? The homicidal brute artwork when I think when he said that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, like got a giant dude. My 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 vest is all ripped, but my pants still perfectly intact. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we know what didn't get bigger. Oh, <laughs> his feet, jackass. Oh, or shoes. Yeah, so so three power lifelink is pretty dumb. Like it's a six point life swing if you connect with an opponent. Um, you know the the one toughness is still fragile, but like if you if you really like the lifelink, if you really like the, you know, like well, you know, for like a for like a blue black deck which is slower, um, you know, getting to drop this down and then trade with. You know, some other three drop like you know, you've traded and probably flogged something else for a turn. Like it just gives you that type of tempo you're looking for on the defense. Um, and obviously, three power for three in black on offense is just fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm not sure if there's room for it in my queue. I just took out Child of Night because it was dumb. Like 
didn't do anything. Like, it wasn't evasive for Black. It didn't provide any, any real offensive gains and didn't wasn't needed in blue on turn two. Like, nobody ever wanted to play it, so. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, so I'm not sure. You know, it might be a little bit different. I'll have to keep my eye on it and see if there's a slot for it. Um, but speaking of two-mana creatures in black that are vampires, Vampire Interloper has evasion. 2-1, flying. It's great. Yeah. Like, it can't block whatever. I don't care. I'm not blocking with it. I don't even, I don't even, like, what, what does blocking mean? I don't, yeah. under, I don't understand, like, how is, how is this a negative? I see yeah. two one flying two mana. Sweet, I'm attacking you. Yeah. Get in there. Get in there again. Do you, uh, do you like this guy better or less than Nezumi Cutthroat? Uh, less, um, fear, well... My instinct is that there are less things that can less things that will be able to block your Nezumi Cutthroat in your deck than will be able to block your victim of your um, vampire interloper in your in your black deck. Yeah. However, I need to actually run the number and check the number of artifacts and black creatures against um, the number of creatures with flying. If I had to guess, it seems like there would be less flyers, but I don't know. But Here's here's the here's the here's the thing that gets you there. Where are there tons of flyers? Not black. Ah. They're in white. So if you're in black, Nezumi Cutthroat, you've already taken a bunch of other black dudes, and you probably have an artifact dude or two. You know, you're not going to necessarily run into the black and artifact deck. Yeah. You know, I feel like I feel like Interlopers much. You know, you're going to run into flyers in other colors much more often um, than you'll run into an artifact creature. Um, for your cutthroat. Yeah, but that, they're still solid. Yeah, I mean, like, like, that's just, but that's just my instinct. Like, I have to actually run the numbers and see what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, next card, Victim of Night. Uh, I have to actually look this one. I'm not sure. <laughs> Double black. Yes, yeah, true. You got it. <laughs> Destroy target non-vampire, non-werewolf, non-zombie creature. So, it's it's like, you know, another rip on Terror or Doomblade. It's, yeah, it's solid. So I started to run the numbers on this, and this is going to be an upcoming post for thepoppercube.wordpress.com. Oh, sweet. And um, I think the, it's like, when when they spoiled Go for the Throat, I, like, wanted to die. I just felt so terrible. I'm like, it's a terror variant, but it's uncommon. And, you know, I was kicking and screaming, and I threw a fit, and I got a timeout, and then I came back out, and I threw another fit, so they grounded me, and, you know, it was an ugly <laughs> seat there for about five minutes. I was just, like, not on this planet anymore. Um, but I believe my napkin calculation showed me that Victim of the Night will, would kill more things in my cube than go for the throat. Oh, wow. Because there are more artifact creatures than there are vampires, werewolves, and zombies added up. Huh. But I, I was, you know, this was one I was went through and I was looking at stuff for Bonds of Faith and I did like a quick pull on on those three types. So I need to go back and double check. Like there shouldn't be any duplication between those three types. But I just have to make sure that I that I actually have all the types in there correctly. Um, but yeah, it, it may end up being better. Um, another thing that I like is that I tried um, Gets Verdict from Mutrexia, the instant you know double black edict, and I'm starting to move away from edicts don't really like them so much just because there's now there's such a preponderance of creatures that you never kill what you want to kill. Like, 
you know, no opponent is going to choose Blastoderm when they have anything else in play. Yeah. <laughs> Almost Blastoderm is about to die anyway. Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like that, I feel like that swap will happen, and um, it'll feel really good. I can get behind it. Like, I think I have Death Verdict. I think I'm probably just going to, yeah, swap it out. Yeah, that, yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, Black. To the dark side. <laughs> or it's give yourself to the dark side. Whatever. There we go. Take you to Vegas, I'll show you around. Uh-oh. <laughs> Black, yeah, looking at Black didn't get that much stuff, but what it got was pretty solid. Got a bunch of like weird kind of other kind of meh stuff like the five one guy that's kind of a reprint anyway, or like the haste skeletons like oh boy and like a bunch of tribal zombies and stuff meh I don't I am not interested. There's some interesting stuff like in red Ashmouth Hounds that one is like one in a red for two one. When it becomes blocked or be, when it blocks or has become blocked by a creature, it deals one to that creature. So it's kind of like, a, in a way, kind of like Bushido, but it can just insta kill X ones, which is nice. It's better flanking. Ah uh, yes. Like I don't have the protection dudes in my cube anymore. Um, may they may, may their souls rest in peace. Um, so there's no like pro, um, no pro red guy going around, but um, it, like, like I was really impressed with him over the weekend, like just eating spirits and like not able to efficiently block and like on the defense, like especially like you put you give him first strike somehow, obviously not oh. relevant, yeah, not relevant in Popper Q, but now you give him like first strike and it's like having three power first strike um, you know, or more, you know if, it, if something's pumping him, so you know, defensively or offensively it just his ability feels really good. Um, it can also make gang blocking kind of awkward for him. Like, if they have a bunch of X1s, it's like, oh, uh, uh. Yeah, like, now Yavamaya Elder, you know, doesn't doesn't fit into that mix so, quite so well. Yeah. I don't know. I like it, though. It's a it's a two-mana two two-one with a decent ability. Makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's aggressive. Feels good. It's probably going to be able to attack for turn three before it gets stopped. I can dig that. Yeah. The next card, however, two mana, two one, that I'm not as huge on. Blood Crazed Neonate. Uh, the same power and toughness, same mana. Attacks each turn of Fable, and when it deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And. I don't you, know. Were the, you were the one that wanted to add this card. I thought you were all up on it. No, I think I just wanted to talk about why it's just kind of meh. Like, at least it trade. like, it seems like a lot of the times, if it's going to run into something, it seems like, with since there are a lot of 2-2s in the format, it seems like it'll at least trade if it has to just suicide itself, yeah, unless it's against, like, green or something, and then it's just like, oh, uh, guess I'll charge into your Nessian Courser, or something like that. But yeah, not, not as, not so big on this guy, or gal, in the art. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, Ash, you know, Ashmouth, um, Hound, and Blood Crazy Neonate, like, I feel like it, they're really good to compare against each other. Like, it's nice that they're in the same set, same commonality, because you're going to get to see one versus the other. Like, you don't have to do anything at all different 
with Ashcroft out, even even the offensive or defensive strictly, to get value out of him and get what he does. Ludgrey is the inning. You have to drop early. You have to connect once, maybe twice, to really get, you know, something that's um, extraordinary going on. And the fact that you have to attack is just so awkward. It's like, what appears the unit? Go. Free drop. It's a 3-3. Three, three. Now, have my burn. I guess I have to burn this and then attack the blood trees neonate. Now I've got a now I've got a three two. They untap, play another three drop. Do you burn it again? I don't know. It seems like those kind of cards in the red ones where like uh like Tattermunch Maniac, uh Slith uh whatever, Firewalker. It seems like at least when I see them in regular cubes, it seems like the theory is, well I'll just burn whatever's in the way. And that doesn't really happen. And, like, with Maniac, you know, it, it can just suicide. But even then Slith, uh, Firewalker, can just kind of look at the opponent kind of awkwardly. It's like, oh, oh, you got to. Well, there's there, there's a really interesting point that, that I think we shouldn't gloss over in there is that when we talk about Popper Cube, you know, putting the limiters on really holds back what can be done in terms of burn, explosiveness of burn, the power and density of how much you're burning in a turn. When you go to when you go to like a common uncommon cube, like a air close cube that I've had the privilege to play with um, several times, like the burn is just so much better than than strictly common. When you're talking about knocking stuff out of the way, you've got way more spells that deal poor damage, way more spells that are efficiently dealing poor damage. And that critical threshold of what actually gets to stick and stop, like a Blood Crazy Neonate, is at a whole different level. Um, yeah. You know, and the fact that burn, like, like, the, like, maybe they do answer it right away, but now you've got a bunch of burn spells that could deal, you know, four damage a turn. Like, it's, it, you know, I, I feel, I feel the context of where you're using these is really important, and I don't think the context is appropriate for it at par. What I mean is, like, it seems like in those, when people evaluate cards like Slith, Firewalker, and whatever, people think, well, I'll just burn whatever comes in the way, and that doesn't really happen. And I feel like when people are thinking about Blood Craze Neonate, they're thinking, well, okay, I'll just burn whatever comes in the way. And I think a lot of the burn in commons can also handle a lot of the common creatures pretty easily. Like, you know, Bolt, Burst, whatever, where, you know, the Magic Pelpness, I think, is kind of like at the four range... And there's and a lot of the burn just doesn't get there. But I think people are gonna think kind of in that same way. Like even if the contexts are different, they're gonna use the same kind of like analogy and you know, it's like, well, I'll just burn whatever's in the way, I'll just doomblade it or terror or whatever and that doesn't really happen. That seems kind of, you know, best case scenario where it doesn't really happen. Yeah. But yeah. I again I really wish I could like this card more, like but no. I have a card you're going to Love. Oh, I do. Uh, I totally it, love it. <laughs> Brimstone Volley. Uh, Tuna Red. Instant deals three damage to a creature or player. Morbid. It deals five damage to that creature or player if a creature died the, this turn. Um, you know, three mana, three damage is okay. You know, there's there's a lot of spells that already do that. But creatures die so much in cube. Um, you know, or copper cube. And the fact that it's an instant, so, like, you can even use it on an opponent's turn, like, they attack in, or, like, they kill one of your dudes before they go to attack. Now you've got, now they've turned on your five power burn spell. Um, 
I mean, like, I, I got killed out of nowhere repeatedly with brimstone volley all weekend. Um, you know, a little bit of flying, and that goes a long way in just closing a game. I mean, it's like a lot of axe. That can also kill creatures. Yeah. It's yes. TX. <laughs> and it's an instant, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like you're one of those, if, you, if you're one of those guys who's got a lot of axe in the cube, and you're like, yeah, a lot of axes, I want to have a fireball that's not a fireball. Even remotely close, Brimstone Volley is that card. It's Lava Axe. Like, you're always going to have creatures dying. And it just gives you so much more versatility on top of that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I yep. <laughs> this is burn. Inefficient. Yay. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cro- a Crossway Vampire. Uh, one double red, three two. When it enters the battlefield, target creature can't block this turn. Hmm. I love me a, uh, what's that, Goblin Shortcutter, and this is just, like, a bigger, badder version of it. It's three power for three, and with a very relevant ability, just sick, sick value. I mean, let's, let's put it another way. I I briefly considered Shinka Gatekeeper, which is um, two in a red for a three-two dude that deals damage to equal to the damage it's dealt Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that guy. They have the jackal pup drawback or whatever. Yeah, like this is this is the same body, slightly hard to cast, but just all upside. Like now you now you're two drop or like you play this as like a three drop, burning other dude, and you get to keep swinging. Like you know, just putting the pressure on feels so good with this guy, and then he trades well. You know, and he's he's irrelevant. You know, he's relevant for the size. Like I'm not a big fan of the two toughness because it just opens up to like basically every type of instant speed removal in the queue. But being able to to be three power for three mana, um, I think that's what makes this guy. Like you could easily make him just a two two, and I think that he'd still be very relevant in a star limited and feel pretty good as a vampire. But that that extra point of power, I think, makes a big difference. Yeah, I think I would still play him as a two two. If he was two and a red for a two two, I would still play. Him. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean that's he's great, you know, and, and he's more. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's more than like the baseline of what you would think would be acceptable. Yeah, you wouldn't think that like in red, you know, like in, a few years ago, you wouldn't think, man, red's gonna get a three-two for three, a no drawback, and it uh, makes a creature can't block. You remember like the spells like uh, in red, like uh, panic attack or whatever, panic. Or those like cards where like target creature can't block. Her. That was too good. We yeah. need to make cards worse than that. <laughs> right, good sir. Well, let's, let's make it a dude. A, let's make a let's make a blue let's make a blue instant rare that taps all dudes. By <laughs> God, by George, you you've got it. You've done it. You've made blue acceptable and fixed the overpowered red. <laughs> yeah. Who's been suffering? <laughs> it needed it needed some blood. <laughs> the next card, a Geist Flame. Uh, I do not like this card. A red mana instant deals one to target creature or player. Flashback three in a red. Man, what is this? So bad. One damage. Come on, one damage. If you know, and, and I'm always uh, I'm always pointing this out just because it's a good consideration. If you've, if you've managed to create the X1 proper world where you've got many more creatures with one toughness, 
suddenly guy slams really reasonable. Obviously, you know, just like playing jab uh, is probably you know much more reasonable in that world. Yeah. Um, the you know the obvious comparison is to look at um, uh, firebolt. Yeah, <laughs> firebolt because firebolt's a sorcery. Guy slams an instant. You know, you get the flex. You, you're losing a point of damage, but you're basically getting the flexibility to do it all on all on the opponent's turn if you need to. Like, five mana, two damage, your opponent can't see it coming. Um, you know, and I still think that's not near, nearly enough. Like, I'm on board with Usman's assessment of leave it to the Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, next card, Pitchburn Devils. Essentially, a, mud, a bigger mud button. Uh, four and a red, three, three. When it dies, deals three damage to target creature or player. Yeah. S- uh, solid. Solid dude. Like, I, I'm a fan of giving red, like, mid-range type stuff. Like, I want it to feel like it's top end of the curve, like, still do things. Like, that's why I'm a fan of uh, Pouncing Cavalier, you know, 3-3 three, three first strike haste for five mana. It's pretty nice. Um, you know, Pitchburn Devils fits right into that type of plane as well. You know, like... Five mana for a hill giant's annoying, but the fact that you can get six damage out of it in one turn lets it trade with, like, Halmar Wave Watch. Um, you know, one of the few cards in common that can straight up just answer it outright. Um, uh, yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a huge wall for, yeah. for red to power, power over. Um, you know, the, getting an extra bolt, like, suddenly they don't want to kill your hill giant. They don't even want to trade with it because you get to bolt one of their dudes or their face. And that's, and, and, and that's really key. It's like, there's so many of these dudes that, like, um, like Torch Slinger comes into play, shocks, uh, you know, shocks a creature. Well, Pittsburgh Devils, when it dies, it can do a creature or a player. Um, so if you're, in a, if you're in a racing situation, this guy will, will give you the inevitability to pull ahead. Um, you know, and, and again, one of those best-case scenario starting to approach that bad nebulous area this lets you convert your black removal spell into a like into into a red direct damage spell. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, oh, I need to kill you right now. Okay, Doomblade pitch Pittsburgh doubles. Are you going to counter that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a question for the blue mage. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I get excited by like dumb little dudes like that. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty big dude, like three three, in the, at least in the commons. Yeah, it's it's a fine body, like you know, it's it's a fine answer. Okay, I'll play this, and, you know, you play Blaster, and I'll play this. <sighs> oh yeah, that's a that's a chump block, chump block, shock you or shock another dude. Yeah, and that's yeah, really not like mud button. I never really had mud mud button torch runner trade with many things. It was usually just chump, and then throw the three at somebody. But this. Seems like there's be a lot more opportunities for two for one because its body is pretty solid as a three three. Absolutely. So yeah, thumbs up. Same thing with the next card, Trader's Blood. Uh, you know, new new. What's that card we we're just talking about? God. Act of treason. Act of treason. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, one in double red sorcery. Gain target creature. Gain control of target creature till end of turn. Untap it. It gains trample in haste until end of turn. I, I, don't, I love the trample. That's, that seems really solid. Yeah, it's, it's nice because now, now it puts the opponent in a 
different position. You seal something big that doesn't have trample, now they can't just, like, jump block with, like, a little tiny dude to save all of the life. Like, they really have to think whether they want to, how much they want to soak up, how they want to soak it. Um, I like steel effects in red. I think it's it's great, like, you play, uh, no, like, like it feels really good, like, oh, they just played a, a big defensive dude. Okay, well, I'll steal it and pound you for five more. Like, totally worthwhile exchange to happen there. Um, yeah, trample, trample just feels like upside. Like, I feel like if it was just, like, if it was threatened with a different name, I'd still be playing it, and this is just better. Yeah. But generally, it's going to be better. There's also, like, a lot of the times, it seems like you'll be stealing, like, one, their, one of their two blockers, like, a 3-3 three, three or 4-4, four, four, and then the trample part is really nice on that, too, in those scenarios, because it's a, a huge guy, or at least on the bigger side, so that's the trample relevant on that. So, yeah. I don't know if I like it better than Act of Treason, but I'll just play both. Whatever. Yeah. That's my plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to move on to green? Absolutely. Alrighty. Next card, Ambush Viper. That's a pretty simple one. One to, one to green, two one. Flash, Death Touch. I, I heard great stories about him all weekend. Um, I, I had great stories with him over the weekend. I mean, he's just a little, little valuable dude, you know. Like, I'll attack with my whatever, my 4-4 or something. Take 4? Nope. <laughs> Let's trade. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I had, uh, was it Wing, Wing Cole, the 1-1 uh, the one one Death Touch Flying Flash that was in Alara Reborn? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... Like, I took that guy out just because, the you know, I didn't need as many multicolored cards and didn't feel um, didn't feel like the right type of fit. Like, nobody really wanted to use it. But people people got Ambush Viper. They're like, oh, this is a green removal spell going to kill uh, something. And I think that that's the big difference between between Kotal and Ambush Viper. Viper may not have flying, but it's much easier to cast. And goes into more power. Yeah, and the thing is, like, worse comes worse, like, you're playing a control deck. Okay, well, oh, you see I didn't do anything. You must assume I don't have a have a two-drop. You're going to hold your mana up. Well, at the end of your turn, I'm going to play Ambush Viper. Are you countering it? Like, you, you really put him in, like, an awkward, you know, end-step type position. Um, you know, uh, one, one, of my favorite, one of my favorite tricks is to make Hasty Apes. What's that? Hasty Apes. You play... Um, the, the three four three mana echo apes that have flash. Oh yeah, the simian grunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's deep. It's like end of turn. Simian grunts. Untap. Pay for him. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you get to do the same thing with ambush viper and it's death touch. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, so we can gang block it. Like that's what we need to give. That's what we need to to give trample and like eight power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that at Pink Popper, but probably, now I want to try. Give it like, right, a, okay. well, I don't know. Put, put a, a Rancor and a, yeah, just put a Rancor on it. There you go. Give it four power and trample. <laughs> that would be pretty sick. With the, uh, the heavy and Team Fortress too. Kaboom. 
still haven't played that game. I, I really, I've heard it's amazing, though. Uh, next card. Man, I still remember how to pronounce that. Avassin's Pilgrim? Close enough. Yay. Okay, that first. And it's kind of like the Elves of Deep Shadow for green-white. Uh, you know, pay a green, tap to add a white. I don't know. Like, it's better than Deep Shadow. Well, it's not pay a green, tap, add white. It's a, it's well, a land of world that taps for white. Well, that's what I mean. Pay, like, one, a gr- pay a green to play him, and then tap to add a white. So it's, yeah, like... Right. Like Elves of Deep Shadow where you don't lose life. Yeah. And but, you probably yeah. weren't playing Elves of Deep Shadow. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Arboreal Druid. Or Arboreal. Yeah. Like, there's, there's so many of these little mana bugs now at Common. Um, you know, like, I... If I had a larger multicolored section, and I wanted to make sure, like, like green-white big guys, like Senju Behemoth and stuff like that had support, like, Abyssin's Pilgrim fits in that deck perfectly. Like, that's the kind of one-drop you want. But, um, you know, I already have both Llanowar Elves and Fidorn Elves, and I don't really feel like I need another Tapper. Like, there's only really one green deck that wants the, the Tapper, the, the Mana Bugs, you know, to, to tap that mana. That's like the that's like the ultra ramp deck where it's like those two and then like the two mana ramp spells and then just like four drops and five drops. Yeah, and it just doesn't seem really worth the slot. But if you want a green white card that is a mana bug, like we don't get um, we don't get birds of paradise, but this feels like a step closer. Yeah, like noble hierarch or something. Uh, next card, Caravan Vigil. Essentially, Lay of the Land, uh, w- green mana, sorcery. Search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, and then shuffle your library. Uh, morbid Trigger, uh, you may put that card onto the battlefield instead of putting it into your hand, this, putting it into your hand if a creature died this turn. That seems fine. Like, nice, it seems like solid ramp kind of effect. And even at its worst case, Lay of the Land isn't horrible. Like, you know, the, you know playing the whatever, Civic Wayfinder, what's the other one called? Borderland Ranger? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, play, like, those guys are fine in, in commons. And this just seems, like, kind of similar, where you're getting some decent value out of it. And if you, you know, you're paying it for a morbid with something dead, it's essentially free, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, like, I really like this with, like, Sakura Tri-Builder. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, sack, double ramp. Okay, this is fair. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, obviously that's kind of narrow, but, um, you know, like, like I always looked at Lay of the Land and I thought it was interesting. Um, but now, like, a Lay of the Land that gets better when I'm attacking and blocking. Well, more attacking than blocking, really. But I feel like this is like the right kind of card where you attack and then you know your opponent blocks, makes a trade, and then you get to punish that. You're like, okay, well I'm gonna go I'm gonna go double land into play and then play something, you know, something off color. Yeah. And it's, one, it's one of those few green spells where like I know I, I know like instant speed rainbow growth would just be like the like the greatest spell ever to be evered. Yeah. But you know, I really I really wish like this was like an instant. Yeah, I feel like I feel like instant speed land search, you know, not so bad. You know, when you've got crop rotation crop rotation and uh arrow floating out in the world. 
You know, yeah. what's wrong with, like, you know, a creature died, you know, it makes plants grow right away. Yeah, and flavor-wise, that seems fine, too. Yeah, you know, I don't feel like that would be so terrible. It's still, still a fine card, and I'm not sure if it'll find room, but, like, I feel like this, I feel like Caramel Vigil's probably better than Search for Tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. There are some people that just love Search for Tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's a safe card, but, yeah, eh. Next card, uh, Dark Thicket Wolf. Uh, one and a green for a 2-2. You can pay two and a green, and it gets plus two, plus two till EOT. Activate this only once. No, no I think it's, it's, I think it's fine. I think you're wrong. Oh, snap. I'm wrong. You know, 2-2 two, two for 2 is fine. You know, activate the ability for 3. Gets plus 2, plus 2. Can we use it once? Okay, that's fine. So you get a 4-4. Four, four, but that's kind of it. Well, I think it compares pretty well to, what's that, Night of the Skyward Eye. And yeah. that card's not bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, this card isn't bad either. Um, I just don't see how it's better than, you know, really any other card I can think of off the top of my head in, in my cube. Yeah. Like, if if the ability wasn't ridered, you know, if it was, like, the Red Wolf that you can pump over and over. Yeah, it's like a Mana Sink. Yeah, like, now suddenly, like, now that you can have, like, a 6-6 six, six on the fly, okay, that starts to get, that starts to get much more interesting, you know. So. Yeah. I do think its pump makes it pretty hard to block, at least, like, as a 4-4. Four, four, well, I mean, it makes it... I mean, it doesn't make it that much tougher than Basking Rootwalla. Yeah. Like, when do you, when do you, when do you let yourself trade your X3 for their one drop? Yeah. You know, it's the fact that if you don't have anything better to do and your opponent thinks you do, and they let it go on block, then you pump him for four, pass, and they're like, oh, what just happened? Yeah. I don't know, like, I think it's... I'm trying to think of what I, if I was to take something out, and that probably is the big thing. Like, if I was to take something out, what I would do instead. But I don't know. I think, like, I think the, it's not a bad creature on its own. I think, but I think the four power, I think, is pretty nice on the, on the offense. Like, I don't think it's good as good as Basking Rukwala, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't like the card. I don't think there's a place for it in my queue, but it doesn't mean that there aren't places out there for it. Yeah. Uh, next card, Festerhide Boar. I think this card's really interesting. Three and a green, three three trample, morbid. Fester, uh, Festerhide Boar enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. If a creature died this turn, yeah, five five trample. I like this. Om nom nom. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds yeah. me a little bit of a uh, Gorhorn Minotaurs in a way, like. Just maybe because the whole four mana five five thing, but yes, you know, solid. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's totally a, a fair breakdown. Yeah, like you know, creature combat, especially if you're trading away like earlier kind of dorky dudes, and then you know they trade their three three for your three three, and then suddenly you have a five five trampler. Then they're kind of a rough position if they can't kill it immediately. Five five tramples pretty hard to kill. Yeah, unless they're in, like, black or white, or they have brimstone volley. <laughs> then, yeah, it's pretty, pretty hard to kill. Remember, if you're not sure where to look for the answers, look within the set. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
Um, speaking of answers, the next card makes me so happy. Uh, Prey Upon. One green mana. It's a sorcery. Target creature you control, and target creature you don't control. Fight. And I won't yeah. make Fight Club jokes because they've all been done on Twitter already, but you know, <laughs> fight, fight is two creatures. Deal their deal damage to each other simultaneously equal to their power. So, like, yeah. if Usman and I got into a fight, he would take a punch so bad his ancestors would bleed, and <laughs> I'd have, like, a scuff on my on my shirt or something. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, total, totally different level of, of power, but we'd still fight. There you uh, go. You know, like, like, green has really struggled to be interesting in my view, just because what green does good is Marion and dudes. And so it's got great mana ramping and great dudes. And not much else. It's actually the least interactive color. Like you don't have as much of an opportunity to, to do blocking and stuff with green because you just get overrun. Like you need to be bringing evasion to green. So cards like this let me take a creature out that's kind of boring or do nothing or do little and add in a removal spell that feels natural to people drafting and does something and, you know, it will actually be used in games rather than just like, well, I've got this fourth dude, you know, fourth or fifth dude in my hand, but I'm not going to, you know, overextend. Like, I want I want them to blow, their, I want them to blow his removal before I get to that point. Yeah. And, you know, most green creatures are on the big side anyway. Like, they tend to outmuscle other colors as creatures. So they're probably winning those fights. And um, because it's one green mana, it's really nice to turn on Morbid. Like, okay, uh, my 3 3 is going to fight your 2 2. It dies, and I'm going to tap 5 more and make my 5 5 trample Fester Hide more. Ah, nice! Like, I've done so many things like that. You know, like, I mean, like, you know, when. If Fester Hide more was pan extra mana, just card a card, this comes into play with 2 plus 2 plus 1 counters, like, I'm pretty sure we would still play that card. Yeah, it'd be kind of like a. Wild mongrel kind of thing, yeah. From like some weird kind of kicker, but yeah, yeah. You're like goofy, goofiest kicker ever. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, it's I I really like Prey Upon. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting card, but I think it's gonna be pretty solid for green decks. Ooh. Uh, next card, Ranger's Guile, kind of the Vine to Fastwood version in this set. Uh, one green instant target creature control gets plus one plus one hexproof till end of turn. Like I think it's definitely a step below uh, vines, and I, I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of this card for regular cubes, but I think yeah, I think I talked about this concept in another episode, like the whole steps concept, where it seems like there isn't there seems to be like I guess for lack of better terms steps. There's like say one, two power and then three, and then four, and then five, and they seem to be pretty, I guess, dense, but there's not really a ton of five power, six power. It's a lot at, like, the twos, threes, and fours, and where you'll see, like, a three-three and a three-three fight, and a two-two and a two-two, and this kind of helps with that. I think that's interesting for that kind of stuff. That is uh-huh. another, it's another, like, you know, because a, there's a lot of good cheap removal in commons. It you know, helps to stop that kind of thing. It's like, okay, do that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a void fate with a bonus. Yeah. Um, what what I would like to see are the the people that are playing this, that are playing um, aging bite, 
you know, the green green spell where target creature gets minus one, minus one, or target creature gets plus one, plus one. Like, I'd rather have Ranger's Dial than Leech and Bite. Yeah. I feel like you get the same type of power toughness switch and you get to beat down uh, and block better. Um, but, like, self-insulating against removal feels really, really good. I think, it, and it's another you know, nice, you know, interesting effect for green too. So, yeah, thumbs up. Uh, next card, Somberwalk Spider. Four and a green, two four reach. Uh, Somberwalk Spider enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. If a creature died this turn, yeah, spider with upside. I mean, you know, it's like a, a mana extra, so it's not like you know penumbra spider, but four six is pretty huge in the format. Like, not much can hustle with that and live, especially on the flying side. Like, Ephemeron just can't deal with it if it's morbid. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, yeah, not really. On the flying side, I can't think of anything flying, unless it's like a super kick Apex Hawks. Nothing, no flyers getting through this thing. So that's to give this a thumbs up. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I have, like, what I would kick out for it, but, you know, it's fine. I can get the thumbs up. Do you want to quickly talk about the werewolves, like, consistency and stuff like that before we before we uh, leave the world of giant green dudes? Well, there's also travel reparations, but I don't know. just don't think it's really good enough. Like, yeah, we can, we can skip travel preparations. Like, well, if you're preparing to travel down the line of werewolves, yeah, at, sure. at common, the, all common werewolves are just vanilla dudes, basically. Um, you get, like, a one... Like, you get, like, a 1-1 one, one first strike for one in red, I think. Um, you get, like, a 2-3 like that becomes, like, a 4-6 in green. You get, like, a 3-2 that becomes a 6-4 in red. And a 4-4 that becomes, like, a 7-7 seven, seven in green. And so there are all these wolves. And most of them cost, you know, more mana than what you would want for them. Um, but obviously flip into something that turns out to be less mana than what you would want for them. Werewolves... Like, from from what I played with werewolves, werewolves play pretty fine. Like, they're not too bad to flip, especially, like, as games go on longer, just because you can't keep casting spells every turn, like, you or your opponent. Um, but there are times where it's absolutely correct to stop and not play a spell on, like, turn turn three and flip it to, to flip the werewolf. Um, my, my whole beef with werewolves is that the commons aren't good enough. There are plenty of uncommons that I think are, but just, you know, just none of the commons really seem to stand out to me as, like, an awesome tool that I want to be using. I'm running the 4 and a green 4-4 uh, Cycler, and I'm probably going to try the Werewolf, the 4-4 four four that becomes a 7-7. Seven seven. Like, I think the the ability to become a 7-7 seven seven is better than the Cycling, but, I'm yeah, I'm not too huge on a lot of them. Like, the 3... Four mana, three two becomes like a six four. Yeah, yeah. Just, but I don't know. I think that the five mana one might be the best out of them. But you know, my, I'm gonna try it, see how it is. But you know, I, I didn't. For example, I didn't play the pre-release, so I don't really have much experience with like the common ones, the vanilla dudes. But I, actually, I think I did bird somebody playing at the pre-release, and then I don't know. He was just too scared to attack with the human versions, especially since he had a whatever, the cleaver, but he's like, no, I just want to sit on these. <laughs> he ended up winning anyway. He, like, stole the opponent's, an opponent's creature with the, uh, 
whatever, the actor treason that gets trampled, and then just, like, burning him out for the rest. But probably could have won also if his opponent wasn't this point. But <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but, yeah, for the most part, I don't know. Not not really huge on the werewolves. Uh, the artifacts and multicolors, not much. Uh, Blazing Torch, there's a reprint from Zendikar, but now it's a common. It's a... Uh, Artif- one mana, artifact equipment, uh, one mana to cast, one to equip. Equipped creature can't be blocked by vampires or zombies, meh. But equipped creature also gets tap, sacrifice blazing torch. Blazing torch deals two damage to target creature or player. It's, it's kind of like a seal of fire, you know, where you have to put it on a dude. Which is, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's, it's colorless and it costs two mana. Yeah. And those are two things that I really like about it, like... The, the actual effect of being unblockable against vampires is obviously irrelevant, but being able to um, being able just to kill a dude out of nowhere with any color you have, that feels that feels like something that should be there. Like you should have the threat of a colorless source of damage taking out one of your dudes when you're playing against the green blue deck. Yeah, like I like this better than. Oh, what's that? Moonglove Extract. It was like three mana, Seal of Fire. Like, that was just mm-hmm. way too expensive. But this, I don't know, like, the two mana, and you can split it up, is pretty nice. And it requires a dude, but I don't think that's too much, too horrible a cost. I think this is solid. I love the new art on this, by the way. I like the old <laughs> art, too, but I don't know. I, I like this new one. Especially the, you know, that, like, that holding the, I guess they, you know, the take that took the, whatever, the Abyss and logo and made it into a torch. I like it. I don't know. It's her color. What? It is? Huh. There you go. The more you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The last card, Traveler's Amulet. Uh, Essentially, another reprint, kind of. You know, it's a reprint with a different name. One mana to cast... One, sacrifice Traveler's Amulet, search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So it's essentially Wanderer's Twig. Meh. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't run Wanderer's Twig, but if you've got, uh, if you've got a big cube, if you've got a lot of multicolored cards, like, if Wanderer's Twig is something that is good for your cube, um, this is, this is one way to get some redundancy on that. Um... You know, I don't think most people would need Traveler's Amulet in the queue, but nah. if you're if you're, if you're running Wanderer's Twig, um, definitely double check, see if you need both. Yeah, probably not, but hey, the option's there, and this probably yeah. has better art. <laughs> then again, it was I don't know, I wasn't too huge on Lorwyn's art anyway. Traveler's Amulet, okay, never mind. Actually, the art is pretty terrible. <laughs> Sorry, false alarm. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Usman didn't actually look at cards. <laughs> I looked at the text. I looked at the uh, spoiler or whatever. This art is not good. It's very dull. I guess that wraps it up. Like, do you want to do crack a pack or forget about it? Uh, I'm already up and I got a pack ready, so we can do a quick crack a pack. Yay! All right, I'm gonna go and uh, type it out so we can have it for the uh, poll. Okay. Alrighty. So our first card is Mortis Dogs. Ooh, nice. And this is my cube, by the way. Yep. Uh, 
Uh, second card is Sky Shroud Troll. The third is Hester Might. Ooh, I like that. Nice simple card. Uh, nice simple cards. How about a Stormfront Pegasus? Oh, there we go. Um, next card is Pristine Talisman. Ooh, nice. Nice and pristine. Uh, after that, we have Kudana's Reach. Ooh. A Chain Lightning. Oh, nice. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Firewild Border Post. Is that the, uh... It's the red, green, it's red green Border Post. Okay. Uh, Shino Blade Scout. Is that the, uh, the 2-1 the Flash that gives the guy First Strike? Yeah, 2-1 two one, two one Flash. Uh, when it comes into play, target creature gains for Strike until it turns. So, it's a removal spell, it's mana efficiency, it lets you pump something else. Um, next card is Bullshock Morningstar. Oh, oh, jeez. This is <laughs> there's there's some there's some good picks going on here. Um, yeah. Next card is Goblin Control. Solid. And then we have Ingot Chewer. Also solid. Favorite favorite of mine. Uh, Totem Guide Heart of Beast. Oh, a card after my own heart. I didn't even intend for that to be a pun. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Pilgrim's Eye. And the last card. Active Treason. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Alright, so do you... Do you want to take the first stab, or do you want me to kind of run down my thoughts? Uh, uh you do it, sure. Okay. Because I'm pretty much snap-picking... For me, it's between, like, two cards, and I'm probably just snap-picking one of them. Um... So the, the cards that really jump out to me are um, Full Shock Morningstar, uh, Totem Guide, Heart of Beast, Chain Lightning. Um, yeah, I mean, those those feel like potentially Mortisogs. Um, yeah, I think Mortisogs is a little underrated. Uh, I was about to ask, like, how has that card it, been for you? <laughs> it's been the best choices of damnation I've seen in a long time. Because, <laughs> because if you want to kill it, they have to kill it before it's declared as an attacker, or like while the trigger's on the stack. Um, if they block it, they're taking tons of damage. If they attack into it, like you know, and you're ahead, like you can just leave it back and be like, you gonna attack into this and get shocked as I trade my trade your doom. You know, so it's um, it's been really nice for me. So I mean, those those are the cards that really jump out to me as like favorites, like that I really like. Um, and so my thoughts around it are two things. One, um, I think Bullshark Morningstar is probably the strongest, safest pick in the back. Um, it'll go into probably any deck that you run, even a control deck, because um, Morningstar is just unfair. Yeah. Not, it's not a common piece of equipment. I mean, th- this is this is a really good, uncommon piece of equipment in the Estrade. Um, you know, I have an ungood authority that, you know, this probably was never a card that shouldn't have been printed in the common. No, so, they, they probably just... Yeah. It's, 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 it's very powerful. So, I mean, that's probably the safest pick. It's probably fine. Um, uh, I like to get Heart of Beast just because the only other white card in the pack is Stormfront Pegasus. Uh, so, depends on kind of the angle you want with it. Like, if you want to try to cut and gamble on getting enchantments, um, I think the Heart of Beast is, is pretty good. You know, it's one of the few tutors that feels pretty, you know, pretty nice to cast. It's flashable. So like you can even put it in like black white or you know um, you know blue red or something blue red you know like uh, you know you can force it in there and you can and you can get a little value out of it. Um, 
you know, and also just like Antelope of Doom. It's awesome. Um, you know, Chain Lightning is, you know, probably is the most illegal spell in the pack. Um, so if you're on like, if you're on the wall, you just take removal. You know, you probably aren't going too wrong. You know, it, it's not a, Chain Lightning's not an instant speed bolt variant. So it's important to note that, that it's a little bit slower. It doesn't give you the flexibility. So if you're, you know, the, the thing that stands out in the pack is that, um, you know, red and green are just loud and proud. Yeah. Um, you know, Kadama's Reach and Scratch Control are really powerful green cards. Um, you know, they're, they're top picks in the color, I feel. Um, there's a lot of red. Um, so the thing that I would bet on is, you know, whether it's Volstack Morningstar or Totem Guide Hurtabies, being looped back a red card, um, like by Shino Blade Scout or Ingot Chewer, would probably be my guesses for the red card that would loop back. Um, you know, those pair well with either of those picks. Um, that's pretty much why I rank them uh, that way. Hmm. Okay. Um, and Mortis Dogs, you know, if you if you want to play the I'm just going to cut black as hard as possible game, you know, starting with pack one, pick one, passing nothing black, you know that pack two should be should be good. You should definitely get uh, a couple of really good picks in black before it, uh, before anybody else in it has a chance to, to manipulate. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm just I'm just gonna be boring and snap pick Morningstar, but like I said, it's a sa- it's the safest pick and I, I uh, safe pick. I, I I think it's the best pick out of the pack. I mean, you just don't turn down that type of equipment, but um, you know, there there are compelling there are compelling risk reward arguments for other cards. Yeah, for me, it was either between like Morningstar and maybe Chain Lightning, just because Chain Lightning is just really really efficient. But it's Morningstar, it's, it's a, come on. I'll be honest. I, I've actually haven't been liking chain lightning as much as I as much as I have been other removal spells. Like if I'm if I'm sorcerer speed burning, like like the only thing chain lightning is better than are like Volshock morning um, uh, volcanic hammer and uh, fire ambush. Yeah. Like if I'm paying one mana for a burn spell, like I almost always wish it were uh, flame flame slash. Like I just like want a like a one more damage. damage. Yeah, or like a fireball, where I know, like, I can even save it up until I have, you know, my six mana, and then I can force something out, you know. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It's still a good card, you know. Um, it gets a little weaker in the red mirror, obviously. Um, and with so much red in the pack, it, you know, somebody else, is, somebody else to the left is going to be in red. Yeah. And so, like, I get... You know, you could first pick Chain Lightning, maybe get a second pick out of the pack, um, but you're probably not going to see the best red in pack two. Uh, so you're really putting a lot of uh, a lot of gamble on um, running red by waiting until pack three. Yeah, that's true. If, if Morningstar was like a, I don't know, random common, a disenchant or something, <laughs> what would your pick be then? Probably Totem Guy Party Beast. Yeah. I mean, it's, I it's, just, it's yeah. just good. I mean, uh, you, you could also go with Pilgrim's Eye as a safe pick or Pristine Talisman as a safe pick. I don't I don't necessarily feel like either of those are correct here. You know, if I wanted mana fixing, I should just take Kadama's Reach, um, which yeah. is also probably, um, I, I did mention it, but if you take Bullshark Morningstar out and you don't want to get into the I'm going to gamble on Party Beast, you know, Kadama's Reach is a pretty solid start. Because with only um, Scratch Out Troll, that puts the double green downstream. 
and unless somebody, you know, unless somebody else decided that they're going in green, um, it may table, given the strength of the pack. You know, Starfront Pegasus, uh, Mortis Dogs, um, Hades, things like that uh, will definitely want to get picked. Um, and you know, Chain Lightning and Active Treason will disappear before the background, so. That's true. Did, didn't this happen in the last crack of pack, too? We had Volshock Morningstar in there also. I, I think it was Rolling Thunder in that pack. Where it was just like, there is no consideration here. Yeah. <laughs> I swore I swore it was Morningstar, but I'm not sure. I don't know. But, yeah, either I remember it was a very easy pick. I was like, okay, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Morningstar it is. But I'll put the... I'll put this on the blog for people to vote on, but yeah, this seems pretty easy. But yeah, I guess this wraps it up. Like, uh, Adam, how do you, how would people like contact you and you know stuff like that? Uh, the best way to reach out to me is on Twitter. I'm the underscore Stibs. That's S T Y B S. Um, you can you can read me uh, Thursdays on GatheringMagic.com, uh, Tuesdays uh, at MagicGathering.com, DailyMTG.com is the shortcut there. Um, Keep watch of the poppercube.wordpress.com. Uh, I'll definitely have a cube update article coming out soon. Um, I hope to hash that out this weekend, talking with Eric and um, being in Indianapolis at Star City Open. This probably won't go up before that, but it does. See you there. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Twitter's definitely the best way. That works. Yeah, I guess then for me, you know, there's the show email. Uh, do you do email or not really? Uh, I do. I mean, it's, it's my last name at gmail.com, so Staborski at gmail.com. Okay. That works. Uh, you know, for you know, for me, there's the, you know, the show email, MTG, the third power, and then Twitter, Usman on the Red, and then, you know, articles on, you know, my blog. Uh, I'd rather be cubing.wordpress.com and then, you know, do articles for Star City. And I think that covers it. But yeah, I guess that I guess that covers the gratuitous plugging. But yeah, it was really uh, fun. So, so you're not using your other email anymore? What? The I'm not a terrorist at gmail.com. <laughs> I mean, that's what. I mean, that's the one that you always send me for the PayPal requests. Shh, that's secret. <laughs> that was a secret. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is a, this is a blast as always. I uh, I, uh, I hope everybody in uh, Popper Land gets a little something out of this. Agreed. Yeah, Popper cubes are awesome. By the way, if if you've never drafted a Popper cube, you totally should. Especially if you're going to Indianapolis, you totally should say, "Hey, or draft commons," because it's yeah, really fun format. Very, it's a really interesting like take on on cubing. Just a lot of different stuff, but still still awesome. Still very awesome. Can't imagine any other way to play. Amen. Amen. It's All right. Well, except for Commander. Nah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I guess that wraps it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Peace out. Uh, were you going to say something? I'm sorry, I kind of cut it off abruptly. Nope, nope.